Thanks, Barry. It's lovely being here again. Um, this morning, not only to preach, but to be part of the, the gathering of God's people. I see familiar faces, some guys visiting in from uh, Dimville Central, old friends from the previous Kingdom Church. So, Lisa Rippen is my name, my wife, Anel, and our kids, Liva, Christy, and Leander, the twins. And uh, we've been part of Justin now, I think last Monday, it would have been one year. This Monday. Okay, and I'll say this. This means uh, this AM, AM, Dimble AM, yeah. So we were five months in Dimble Central, and that was the church that we led for 10 years, and we gave it over to Anson Lee, and it was transitioned into Dimble Central. Just to give you a more or less idea uh, where we come from, why we're here, and we are part of God's process of what God is wanting to do in Josh Jane and 412, and we are privileged to be here. I mean, we, I always say we, we did not deserve it. Myself and Anel, we haven't earned it. Um, it's, I just believe it's part of God's purposes, and uh, we are thankful to be part of it from our side. And uh, who sang the song, Here's My Heart, Lord, Speak What Is True? Who, who, can, who sang with? Very secretly. Put up your hands if you see. You're not guilty, don't worry, you're not guilty. You, all you did is you actually just gave God the go-ahead to speak the truth. And you know, so many times we sing songs, uh, I think, and, and it's, it's beautiful, the lyrics are there, it's in the pocket, but in a sense, um, there's, there's something concerning it when we sing it, we actually connect ourselves to it and to say, here's my heart, Lord, speak what is true, and then in the week somebody comes and they speak the truth in love and sometimes we grapple with it and we back and say, but God, how could they say that? And God is actually maybe thinking but to actually ask me to come and speak the truth. So hopefully this morning, um, the truth that I believe the Lord is wanting to speak will speak to your heart and that you will, with me, that we will come to a greater, not only a greater understanding, but to a greater fleshing out of something which I really believe and which we believe is as a leadership team, Jostrian and Portwell, we believe it is the heart of God. It's God's heart. And I know, in the way that I know God, and I believe in the way that you know, we know that whenever God says something, He says it with a reason. You know, we, again, we say God is a God of purpose, but we sometimes connect it to what will work for us. But God is a God of purpose. When He says something, it's for the benefit of you, everyone, and what he sees is coming, what is needed. He's just a rounded God. He's, he's holy. He's complete. That's what it actually means. He's full in himself. He's holy. He doesn't need anything to be added. So when he says something, he does it with that picture in mind. That he wants something for you, from you because he sees the bigger picture. I mean, that's a great thought. And um, Kevin came last week and he spoke on the topic where he said, make sure that you do not take a lot with you. Remember that punt do not take a lot and meaning that there was a time where God asked something of Abraham. He said to Abraham, let go of everything and go. And Abraham took with him Lot and a few other things and it cost him until Abraham came to a point where he again aligned himself with God's will. And then things began to happen again according to God's purposes. And I just in the last two, three weeks, it was something that was laying on my heart, and I spoke to, to Kevin, and we came to a, a witness. We, we bounced off some of the elders, and we just felt that it's, it's so important to bring in one of God's greater values when it comes to 
green life and living church and looking at the life of, of Abraham. And Kevin mentioned that one of the values that or keys that we can apply in making sure we make the right decisions is to be accountable in our lives. And um, I actually want to start off by saying this. If, if we study biblical history, and this is important, because this is going to give you a reference. If we study biblical history, we will see that God over and over and over puts an emphasis on the very fact that it is important for him, it's critical, it's vital actually, that he doesn't want us to walk alone. God doesn't want us to be alone. You'll see it if you study, if you start from Genesis and you run it through, God's heart is for mankind and especially his children to not be alone and neither to walk alone. And I'm just going to mention scriptures some scriptures you'll see up here, those are the ones that I really feel the Lord wants to focus on, and others I'll mention, but um, just to give you an idea that it is a biblical context. So in Psalms 68 verse 6, um, the psalmist speaks and says, God settles the lonely into family. That's, that's God saying, listen, I don't want you to be alone. That's, uh, that's one of the powerful scriptures that we use in Josh Jane. We say God brings you in. He brings you into more, but that more is a family. In Genesis 2 verse 18, in the beginning, God said, it's not good that man shall be alone. That's right in the beginning. And then you go on, you come to Solomon, the wisest man in that time, according to biblical history, says in Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 and 10, he says, two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their, to for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift his fellow. But woe to the one who is alone. Who's going to pick him up? So Solomon comes and says, listen, two is better than one. Don't be alone. Walk with someone. And there's another scripture, which is actually for me, something that we can miss so easy. The word of God comes. Christ Jesus comes in Mark 6 and verse 7. And it says, and he, Jesus, called the twelve and began to send them out two by two. There was a reason why he did it. And it wasn't just one reason. I think it was many reasons deciding these are the apostles I'm choosing. I'm putting a grace upon their life to change the world. But whoa, they will not walk alone. They will not go alone. They will go two by two. They'll go together. So in biblical history, if you study it, if we study it, we'll see that it's been vital. It's been important according to God's heart and value that man, men and women, families, marriages, individuals, ministries, churches do not walk alone. Can we settle on that? Okay, so we did sing, here's my heart, O God, speak what is true. And I feel this morning the Lord wants to bring in His truth and He wants to bring it in with the Spirit of the Lord the capacity to hear it, the capacity to respond to it, and the capacity to do it. Because that's what the Spirit does. And we've been trusting for Him to come in. So that you don't hear us. That you don't hear me. It's not my truth. It's God's biblical truth. I've bought into His truth. So we're living it out. And where we are stumbling and falling, we're repenting and confessing and saying, help us, we need to do it in that area as well. But it is a settled matter that God has decided that men and women, that man will not walk alone. All right. And I think for that reason, it's important to stand still on this topic. 
So I just want to say this in, in advance. This is not just a topic. This is a value. If you ask what is, what is it, it's, it's many things. But in its core, in its foundation, accountability is a principle. It's a revealed will of God. It's not a question of must you do it. It must be done. It's just a question of towards who must I do it. It's almost like a given. It's, that's what a principle is. A principle does not ask must you or mustn't just, it, it's also to you when must you do it and how must you flesh it out. It's something that you need to live by as quick and as often as possible in your life. And then, of course, if it's a principle of the kingdom, it's automatic value of God. If you want to build values, make principles values. Because it's unshakable, irremovable, irrevocable. You can't, cannot wish it away. It will always stand because God constituted it in His kingdom. All right. So those are the things we build on. But we don't build on it alone. We build on it as the Spirit moves us, as the Spirit graces us. That's spirit and truth. So what is healthy accountability? So this is quite important. So I'm going to touch certain keys. So I feel in my heart um, the way I need to preach or present this word. I feel God wants to build in. He wants to build into some of us. Some of us is going to build in something new. Some of us is going to build in and it's going to challenge the very foundation that you currently have. But the Holy Spirit is here to help you to let go of what you have and to put in what needs to come in now. If you do that, Whatever God will build upon it will go higher and wider. If you sit here this morning and say, I'm cutting out now, you might miss the opportunity for God to take you into more, to take you into the next phase and season of what He wants to do. My advice is, here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Just listen, take in. If you feel a grappling taking place, meaning, God, how can it be? Come speak to us afterwards. If you feel there's a manifestation, it might be, you might feel no ways that you've been hurt. Come speak to us so that we can make sure that God's word lands. So I'm not going to put this on the board. I want you to listen to me. Just listen to my words and listen to my voice. Um, what is the meaning of healthy accountability? So number one, there's two things. There's two angles. It's not just one angle. It's two angles. It means the following. It means to be answerable towards someone where our decisions and our actions, whether good or bad. So when you say, I'm accountable, it means you are answerable towards someone. You, are, you know you can share your heart and your life with someone specific, and you know you can trust them in the will of God. So you are answerable towards a person. You are accountable towards someone. So I know I can speak to Andre, I can speak to Kevin, I can speak to Barry. In the eldership team, I know I can speak to Hank. I am accountable to them. I can go to them concerning everything in my life as part of the team that God has placed me in. Okay? So I, I've committed to that. So when we need to make decisions, the other day I needed to make a decision based on my neighbor. So what did I do? You can ask the eldership team. I asked the 10, 11 other guys, what must I do? This is what I feel. I don't feel spiritual. I feel carnal. I want to act. And they said, the one person said this, the other one said that. So I was answerable towards them, but it didn't end there. It also means that you are held accountable by someone. So not only do I know I can go to them, they know I've given them my blessing that they can come to me at any time and speak into my life based on what they see I've decided 
and based on what they see I've done. Right. So it's a two-way traffic. Healthy accountability means you and the Lord have found and identified people whom you are answerable towards. And you've given those people most probably the same ones and a little bit wider the freedom and the blessing that if they see something that you've decided and which you have done, whether it's sin or something righteous, that they can come to you in the liberty of God and they can ask you, why did you do it? Just explain to us quickly. You've given them the freedom. The moment we flesh out or walk out accountability in that way, it becomes healthy. And now again, I want to go back to the beginning. This is not something that is a nice to have. Accountability is a necessity. It's a necessity in kingdom life. It's something that God said, this is the way it should be. It is my will. I have constituted this principle as part of kingdom and church living. Those who buy in, they will benefit. Those who reject and violate will feel initial consequences later. And many things happen in the lives of people. Frustration, etc. can go on and on and on, which were never the plan of God. But it was a direct outflow of a violation of something which God in the beginning decided, this is the way my people will live. It's like living in this country. There are laws that govern this country. And if we remain in it and it's upheld, which God will do in His kingdom, He does upheld His laws and His ways. If we upheld it and we hold it up there and we hold it as precious, there will be a certain manifestation of good that will come from it. All right. All right. So that is for me healthy accountability. I, I mean, I can mention so many examples. I just want to mention this. I was just, just to say how precious this is. I, we were in an eldership meeting on Wednesday or Thursday evening, Wednesday evening. And one of the leaders, one of the elders came and spoke to me. And it actually touched my heart because I saw accountability in motion and um, he stood with me and he, he said I want to ask you something since you've known me for a year now just tell me I mean he said is there anything in my life that you feel God is wanting me to change and work on and as I stood there I thought to myself okay I gotta now just search is the spirit showing something because we are accountable towards one another but we are also being held accountable by one another and I thought to myself, isn't this beautiful? This is spiritual leadership, elders, men that's been there, but they have blind spots and they come and they say, but do you see something that I need to change? And this person is my senior in years. Yet they ask, is there something that you see? Isn't that what you want around you? Isn't that what we want around us? I mean, being a leader myself, it's so easy to lead someone that says, Speak, tell me, what do you see? And I'll bring the balance just now, don't worry. But it's just somebody that says, Speak, tell me what you see. I mean, it's like, it's like the heavens open up when you have a heart that says, Is there anything that the Lord is showing? Okay, so that for me is the standard, which I believe I, 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 we live it. There are areas that myself and I now know we need to again revisit and grow in it because one can tend to become not lukewarm in it but you, be, you, you actually sometimes you, you um, backslide 
with certain things. So backsliding is not being lukewarm, it's two different things. Backsliding is God is here, you are next to him. Backsliding is God's there, you are here. You're still with God, but you're, you're slagging behind him. You're backslidden in something that God has said, this is my way. And I really believe some of us have backslidden. We've just taken a step back, considering this wonderful way of life which God has given us, and that's to be accountable. To not walk alone, to not be alone. Okay? So, I, just, I need to mention this briefly. What does healthy accountability not mean? This is quite important. Okay? So, number one, it doesn't mean that specific counsel can be lauded. And I've got scripture for that. Jesus says in Matthew 20, 25, 26, um, he says the following, but Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. So healthy accountability does not mean that the counsel that is brought from the eldership to me and from me to them, that it can be lauded. That's the moment it's lauded, it's no longer healthy accountability. It's accountability in a measure, but it has become unhealthy. Okay? So accountability cannot and should not be lauded. Otherwise, it's not healthy and in many cases not godly. Right, that's number one. So whenever you pick that up, it's a good way for you to measure. Secondly, it does not mean that any specific decisions will be made for you. So you are free. Accountability doesn't mean you you're going to lack in freedom for the very fact that when Andre or Barry or Kevin or Hink, everybody comes to me and says, this is what we see or feel. It means they're not going to decide for me what I need to do. I, I receive that counsel, but I still need to stand before God and say, good God, I'm going to decide now because ultimately I'm going to carry the weight of my decisions. All right. And there's a standard in the Bible of Godly or kingdom or healthy decision-making where Jesus comes or the scripture comes, which is Jesus, and he says, take note, I've placed before you life and death. You choose life. Not even God chooses for us. Not even God says, you will do that. God says, I present it before you. The counsel of the Lord in accountability is presented, but never the decision made for you. Okay, it's a different story if you're underage and you're your father and mother's home. Different story, okay? So don't get happy and don't start feeling the liberty of the Lord coming upon you. That liberty wasn't the Lord, it's something else. It's, but there's safety in that as well. Okay, so it means that decisions will not be made for you. If you're looking for that scripture concerning a standard of decision making, it's Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. Where he says, therefore, choose life. It's almost like he's saying, I'm not going to tell you what to choose, but I'm just going to give you another, another stirring. Choose life. Okay. All right. It's like, it's like the following. When I tell my son, do you want to play cricket or do you want to play tennis? And Christian will tell me he wants to play tennis. And I'll tell him, okay, this is what tennis will do for you. This is what cricket will do. But if you want to, try cricket. And then he'll say, I want to play tennis. All right. That's what happens in our home. And then uh, I think just to bring it in, in another context, what does healthy accountability not mean? It does not mean, um, or it's not a guilt trip release. Meaning, okay, I'm going to just tell those whom I've given the right to hold me accountable. I'm just going to tell them what I'm going to do, but I'm ultimately going to do my own thing. Okay? 
That's just a guilt trip release, which means you will still pay the consequences of your decision. It needs to be, and I put it in words, justify or to give it justice, but rather an act of conviction with the intention to be teachable and yielding if needed. So accountability is this. I'm coming in laying before you, and I'm convicted that the moment I pick up I need to yield or be open to hear what you have to say, I will yield. Did you come in with that posture? That is healthy accountability, not the opposite around. It's not to still your mind. And people do it. I mean, we all, we, we flesh. And depending on what we really want, we'll decide with whom will we share what. And if you ever feel you don't want to share something with your accountability connections given by God, you most probably need to start reading already that you're moving in the wrong direction. I'm speaking of experience. Okay. So it's not a guilt trip release. That's quite important. It's vital to also realize that in which areas and concerning what are we accountable? What do you think? Let me ask you. Concerning what do we need to be accountable to? Or concerning what areas? Can I see? You can shout it out. Marriage, parenting, finances, come on youth, relationships, studying directions. Hoy, let's go. Moving house, buying house, selling house. Choosing church, whoo, yeah, Jesus. That was difficult. <laughs> Sorry? Conflict. Sorry? Contracts. Okay, contracts. Can I add conflict? Yes. Okay, so basically concerning every area of your life. And um, as I prepped this morning, I just added this, and it's, um, God did not intend a partial salvation plan through Jesus, but a complete one. When, when, when the Father sent His Son, He didn't only send it for certain areas of our life. He sent Him so that He can completely redeem us. Completely take you in that very difficult area that you want to hang on and say, this is mine. I'm sure I can sort this out. I'm sure I can make something of it. Jesus came for that as well. But part of the redemption of that area is not just because he died on the cross, please. It's not just that. Otherwise, everything would have worked out. It's us submitting and coming and saying, now I will give account for what I'm going to do in this area. And you may hold me to account for just in case I'm going in the wrong direction. Okay. The fullness of the redemption that Christ has created through the, or the Father through Christ was the fact that we bring everything to Him and everyone in our lives. All right. And those very areas, again, speaking of experience, the very areas that are the most difficult is most probably those areas where God will do the most significant. Okay. But it will not happen in your carnal way of flesh or ability. It will happen because He came in and He took the seat of authority. And he'll take it in different forms, and I'll just explain that just now. Because when you walk out here today, or maybe come forward just now, you need to understand this. When God asks of us accountability because he constituted it as part of his ways, it was never ever to hold us back. It was always there to bless us. It was always there to bring the very best into our life, even if we don't understand 
for things that it was the very best human. Okay. Um, now, now's the important part, and um, I, I just want you to. Can you still take him? Is he look Are you open? Okay, youth, you guys alright? You taking him? Alright, this is important. This I say always, this will save you a lot of tears, a lot of heartache, a lot of frustration, a lot of hurt. Okay? If you are willing to flesh this out and walk it out. Okay. And even those who've made mistakes, this will be part of redemption and healing and restoration for you. Alright. So to whom? Now this was something I wrestled because it was quite, quite clear for me, but I, I sat with Arnel last night, and I just wanted to close certain doors. I mean, we just as human beings, we've got this ability to find open doors. Now, if we can get a way out, we'll find it. Am I right? If we really don't want to be there, we'll find a way. So I needed to close doors. And um, so first and foremost, and, and I do want to mention this, uh, I want to read what Mike Davies said. He, said a, he actually said a beautiful thing. He said, in one sense, we are accountable to everyone, especially here in the church. And in another sense, we are accountable to specific people for our entire life and specific people for specific areas of our life. So in a sense, because we're part of the church, we are accountable to everybody. We take into account. What you do affects me. All right? But in another sense, we are accountable to specific people. So I'm accountable to Andre and Kevin and the eldership team for very specific things in our life. And I will open up in that measure to them in a specific way, which I won't. For all of you, for certain reasons. So that's what Mike is saying. And it's for me such a beautiful balance. But you need to understand this. Whatever you do, once you become part of the body of Christ, it does affect me. Like my children. They're not part of our marriage. They're part of our family because of our marriage. But whatever they, they, they do will affect me and my wife and vice versa. So any two or more of the following is vital when you need to move into accountability. Not one, any two of the following, and understand why. Because the very first whom am I accountable to is first and foremost towards God and His Word. This is a given. Okay? And um, Romans 14 verse 12, thanks John, it says in the ESV, so then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. In this time, but also when we are with him, we'll give account for everything we decided, everything we've done, everything we didn't decide, everything we didn't do. Now, it sounds tremendously huge, but God just has a capacity to make things simple, so I think he'll sort it out there for us. So don't worry about that. But we need to, first and foremost, know that we are answerable to God. Where our answers, our decisions, our actions, the good and the bad. But this is a non-negotiable. We teach our children. You pray. You ask God. And we had a situation in the week where we had a caveman um, day at school, so the boys were dressed like cavemen. Uh, it didn't take a lot to do it. And they, we just net a lot of them And when we about 10 o'clock, an old phone me, and she said, okay, it's finished, but one of the boys are coming home with us because he wasn't happy. Apparently, his clothes started falling off because he didn't want to take counsel when we said to him, the belt on set, you need to put on the belt. And he said, no, I'm going just like this. So what happened is consequences. And um, 
she, when she was looking for him, she couldn't find him. Eventually, she tracked him down in his class, and he was crying. And he said, I'm happy. It's the worst day ever. And uh, we don't let our children just come home for anything. We, we, we stretch them a little bit, always, always. But then also, she just picked up, listen, this guy, this guy, he, wants to, he needs to come home today. And after all, it's like there's no schoolwork. It's on our way to holiday. And when, um, I don't know if when he spoke to me or she told me, but he said, he said, I was praying four times in the classroom that God would make a way. And his mom came in. And I don't think he convicted her. I think the Lord just said, listen, you don't need to press this thing. But the, it's not the fact that she came through and God came through. It was the fact that he was willing to go there first. He was willing to go there first. He was willing to go to the one whom he knows is the ultimate form of protection. I can protect my children only so far. I always tell Anel, Scatterball, there's certain counsel Dad can give you, but I can never take the place of God. Never. He is counsel. He says, I am. I'm wisdom personified. So we teach our kids. You can come to us and you should. But please go to God first as well. Okay? So God first. Um, then secondly, and this is quite, now I'm going to try and break this up because I know I'm sitting with various scenarios. But if married, so this is not numerically the order. I'm giving you something that I believe will close a lot of doors around you. So one, God. This is non-negotiable. We go there first. And while I go there, if I'm married, I go to my spouse. I speak to Anel concerning everything. And Anel with me. So we hold one another accountable and we are answerable towards one another. If you are unmarried, okay, what do you do? Then you go to your parents. And I'll, I'll bring in church leadership now in a balance. You go to your parents because you're not married yet. Okay, this is quite important to you because you might be a single lady or uh, a single young man and you say, but uh, I'm not married. Well, speak to your dad. Speak to your mom. Okay. And it's quite vital to understand if you look at the scripture, listen to what, it, what Genesis 2 verse 18 says. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for you. Yeah, yes. Someone who is... Who is uh, if God chose your spouse, your spouse is fit in the eyes of God to bring certain counsel into your life. Okay. So that's first and foremost. But then he goes further and he says in um, Genesis 2, 24, not 18, 24. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. So if I'm married, I don't go to my dad first and foremost. I go to my wife. Well, is, is the sin to go to your father? No. But I've now cleaved onto her. I've left them. But it doesn't stop me to go to my father and say, Dad, what do you think? But not to the cost of what my wife says or what my husband says. And if you find yourself where your father and your mother still has the highest authority and you're married, you need to start just checking certain godly functional orders which are not in place. It doesn't make it bad. It just takes it out of place. Which means if something needs to be here and it's here, there's a measure of God's grace that needs to flow that's not going to happen. Because the alignment is out. In a sense, in a sense, if you really want to nitpick, there's a measure of righteousness misalignment. Okay. So what does it, what does it 
activating me. That I need to make sure I've known my wife in the matter. Especially if it affects our life. Unmarried people, speak to your parents. So the question can be this. What if my wife, my spouse, my husband, my parents are unsaved? Well, you still speak to them. You still go to them. You honor them in that way. Because they're not going to decide for you. You're not going to do what they tell you. You're going to listen if there's any godly counsel coming through. Because you can speak to a saved husband and it can be ungodly counsel that come through. So you're just going to follow them because they're saved. No. You listen for the Lord. Because ultimately it's God first. And depending on the decision making, weight and authority and impact that the decisions are going to be, going to have. Right. That secondly is spouse and his children. I just want to say this. What if you are under your parents' roof? Well, you go to your parents. When you need to make decisions that's going to impact your life, whether good or bad, maybe you've made a mistake, go to God. But go to mom and go to your dad. If they're not saved, I don't know all of you, if they're not saved, the wonder is the following. The wonder is you're in church. And it's the, you need to do the following. You need to go to your God-destined leadership and mentors. Those two are so close to one another. But I will acknowledge my wife first. Because when I go into towards the eldership who keeps me accountable, I'm actually going on behalf of me and my wife and my house. Can you see why I'm putting it in that? I feel the Lord should just pack it, or just place it down in that order so that you can understand. So then, of course... I've got actually the wonder of accountability of wonders. And listen to this. Um, Paul speaks in Ephesians 3, verse 8 to 10. And he says this, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Verse 9, And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things. Verse 10, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers, authorities in heavenly places. So, you've got God who speaks to you. You go towards Him to say, Lord, keep me to account, Lord. I'm speaking to you concerning this. You go to your spouse and your parents, which are very close to one another. But it's, there's a thin line because it needs to be hooked on. It brings the lonely into family needs to be hooked on to you being accountable to spiritual leadership in the house of God. This is why church and the house of God in a healthy way is so important because you might be lacking in the very counsel of God through those authorities, those personal authorities He placed in your life, which cannot fire up now. And then He says, okay, but I'll put you in a church where there will be elders and deacons and leaders with my authority upon their life, with my grace upon their life, with my wisdom in, upon, my li- upon their life, and most of them um, will not even be firing f- full persons. Some of them didn't, well, all of them didn't deserve it. All of them didn't earn it. But I've put my hand on them. Like Paul said, I'm the least. But there's something on me that when I speak, it will break something open in your life. And then you run to those leaders you share what's going on. You share what's not going on. You share what needs to happen while you're under your parents' roof. And it's not happening from that side. Okay? I hope, in actual fact, I know I'm helping you. I know I'm helping you. Because 
Here's my heart of God. Speak what is truth. Okay. So, um, and there's another scripture, just the example of Paul. Um, how beautiful is this? And Anel actually reminded me of it last night in Galatians 2. Now, Paul is the apostle. Carries, I mean, he wrote the biggest part of the New Testament. And all the books um, fall, and he says this in Galatians 2, verse 1 to 2. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. And I went up because of the revelation set before, and I set before them the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles to make sure I was not running or had not run in vain. So Paul receives the message, the gospel from Jesus directly. He receives it. And he preaches for 14 years, but then he goes back to the apostles in Jerusalem. He says, listen, I want to come give account. Just to make sure. Now, I mean, if Paul says, listen, keep me, hold me accountable for what I speak. Here I come. I am answerable towards you guys. Shouldn't we in the life of church, realize there's something significant in this. Okay. All right. Um, I feel I need to mention this, Barry, just to, to close another door before we, we land. Um, in addition, in addition to all, we can be accountable to all other God-destined people. This would be people like friends, and um, your broader family and specific kingdom your connections. But I just want to say this. It is not healthy to be accountable to your friends only. You can share with your friends. You can ask them to hold you to account concerning certain matters. But if it's just them and always them, you are lacking in God's divine wisdom that wants to come through the leaders in the church. You are lacking in that godly ordained authority which are in your parents which are upon a spouse and, of course, God himself. Okay. So it's okay to share something. You can ask a friend. If Jonah was my friend, Jonah, you are my friend. <laughs> Jonah, sorry that we are not that great of friends. <laughs> We're getting there. We get, um, if we were gr- friends in the sense where I would say, Jonah, Please keep it to account. I'm battling with pornography. That will be okay in the eyes of God. But it cannot stop there. It needs to go to the authorities whom God has put in place. Because there's certain things that in that function alone, it will do me good. But God has put other things in place. And I need that. I need the elders. I need the deacons. I need the leaders. You need it. Okay. All right. If you need to take over. Just... Three, three, three. Okay. So listen to this. I can do it. I can do it. I can end it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you the scriptures. I'm just gonna give you uh, the why. Just listen to this. Healthy church life, healthy kingdom life, and healthy uh, accountability go together. People want a wonderful church life experience and walk with God, but they want to disconnect from healthy accountability. It's impossible. Okay. There will be something lacking. Two. There is decision making safety in healthy accountability. If you want to make healthy decisions, be accountable for what you're going to decide. And, um, I mean, there's an example that, that, that I read in the week um, where there's a, there's a kind of a, a... Or let me rather read it for you to give it justice. Um, Bob Mumford wrote that 
Discovering God's will or healthy accountability can be compared with the sea captain's docking procedure. So there's a narrow um, alley in Italy that leads to a harbor. And what they've done is the following. They put three mini lighthouses. And the captains know if they want to come through this alley, which many have many shipwrecks, they want to come into this alley. They need to see one light. There are three. But they need to see one light. If they see two, they know they're in trouble. If they see three, they know they're in trouble. So what they do is they align their moving forward so that all three lights is one. And it's the same with healthy accountability. God, spouse, and of course leadership. Share. Share with them. Let them hold you accountable. But make sure and ask God to help you to get one light so that you can come in and so that you can dock into the safety and in the harbor of God. And it's the same in the church. Everything, everything that God asks you concerning accountability is for your benefit. It's for your moving forward, for ours. So accountability, which is a very big misunderstood principle and value in the kingdom and the church today, is actually one of the safeguarding, powerful, tools and instruments which God has given us. And I feel this is what the Lord wants to do. Do you want to add to this? Yes. 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 Yeah, and that's that's a scripture that can be added to here where, where um, in Proverbs um, the Bible says where there is um, no counsel, people fail, but where there is a multitude of counselors safety. Okay, so this is a scripture that backs up that very thing. So I want you to stand with me, please. Um, I really feel this is not, I don't sense that this is a just a normal, just, okay, we're preaching truth. I, I really feel that the Lord is speaking to His church and the Lord is speaking to people that, that in a sense have backslidden in, concerning this way of life which God is intending, that's to, to make certain that you are in a healthy way accountable to the right people for the right reasons. I really feel that the Lord wants to have actually now shifted in, in, and worked in some people's foundation. Because you saw and you heard certain things and it's going to now challenge the very foundation that you have. And, and God is saying, I'm, I'm not speaking this to make you uncomfortable. I'm speaking this because I want your foundation be of that kind that I can continue to build. So I have to build in in order for me to build on. And allow me, allow me to do it. And if you fight, if you go, Lord, what? What about this? What about that? Come speak it out. Let's sit together. But let's honor Jesus. Let's honor the Word of God. Let's honor the Father. He is counsel. He is divine wisdom. He is the one that says, listen, this is from me. This is from me. I want you to be accountable in a healthy way and especially being part of this church because this is one of Josh Chen's core values it's one of the core values of 412 apart from being God's value God's principle so the question are you accountable to someone which is not a good enough question it's just a basic question 
Are you accountable to someone? Or do you just decide and there you go? Okay? Second question. I need to do this justice. I don't want to run over this because we're working with the hearts of people. If you are, towards who are you accountable? Because it might be that you are accountable to the wrong people. That's, and it seems so good. But God in His wisdom and sovereignty is looking down and says, you're doing a good thing, but you're not doing the God thing. And I want to say this. It can be so close, but you can be so far off. You can be so right, but you can be so wrong. We don't get this right. And it's not because God wants to nitpick. It means God has a way of doing certain things. You can speak to Cain and Abel. Where the one thought, I will offer this. And the other one said, what is it that you want? Yes, I'll bring what you want. Bring what the Lord asks. Otherwise, you might be rejected in a sense, not because of who you are, but because of what you decide. So we don't decide how accountability works. God constitutes it. We don't decide how the laws of this land work. It is constituted by authorities. And all God is saying to His Spirit is, Come, align with me. Align with me and it will challenge your carnality. It will challenge your flesh. It will challenge your habits and what you saw in your house of your parents. But, oh, align with me and you'll see. And then lastly, are you walking out? If you are accountable to the right people, or if you are accountable, are you walking out that accountability commitment faithfully in a healthy way? Meaning it's not ordered, meaning you're communicating. Now, being an accountability, please, speaking on behalf of leaders, don't wait for your leaders to keep you accountable. Come, come give account. We thrive when you come and say, listen, I feel I need to do this. What do you feel? What do you feel? We won't decide for you. Okay. Not even God will, but God will present. So I just want to add. Yeah, just before Lee just uh, sprays for us, um, I just felt to just quickly share. Um, and as, as we were speaking in the week, and Lee said this is what he was speaking about, and just be, becoming quiet before the Lord, I felt the Lord show me this um, picture or this uh, example where Jesus comes and he, and he washes the disciples' feet. And uh, so he comes to Peter, and, uh, and, and Peter says, No, Lord, you can't wash my feet, because if you think these guys were wearing sandals, and they were full of dust, and they must, you know, their feet weren't smelling like air fresh. You know, it was like, it was, um, it was you know. So, and then Peter says, No, Lord, you won't wash my feet. But then Jesus says to Peter, if I do not wash you, you have no part of me. And he said, Lord, not just my feet, but my whole body. And um, in that setting, he says, if I then, this is Jesus speaking, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, no messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, these things that, you, uh, that Lee sorry, has, has shared with us this morning, if you know these things, 
blessed are you if you do them. And uh, just quickly, just before Lee prays, Anwar, would you just come and share just one minute? Um, want to respect your guys' time. We aren't, we're all busy finishing, so just a few more minutes. And I just felt to share to the husbands in the house. Um, I feel like us women often do this a little bit better because we are quick to speak and it's easy to be vulnerable. But I want to say to you men, when Kharat decided to do this properly, when Kharat decided to become accountable, it made my life, it made it so easy for me to fall into the place, into my God-given role of submitting to him, of being his helpmate because I didn't... I wasn't playing out of position, and I think sometimes our roles are reversed because men are not accountable, because it's a pride thing. It's hard to sometimes get input. But when Kharat decided to open up his life to people, it made our whole family, it made it such a safe place for us. And I want to say, husbands and, and guys that aren't married yet, do this. Do it well. It, it, will, it will change your marriage. It will make your wife feel safe, and it will make your kids feel safe. And I actually find it admirable. I find it so attractive when a man can be humble and can be real and can be teachable. So I just wanted to challenge the men. You want to see your marriage turn around, you're the gatekeeper. If you want to see something break open in your family, you're the gatekeeper. You open up first and see what God does. So I want to invite you forward. Um, as we're going to pray, those who feel you need to leave, you're welcome. But I want to invite those forward to say, listen, I'm actually hearing the Lord. I want to confess. I want to turn around. I want to start doing it differently, but I need you to pray for me. I need the grace of God, the ability of the Lord to move in me and through me. So please, I want to welcome uh, everyone, everyone that says, it's me. I hear this. I need to take a greater step. Just please come forward. There's something in the invitation. When the water stirs, It'll take 30 to 60 seconds. Come. Just can come. Let the Lord break this open over your life. But there was a time in the day when the angel of the Lord stirred the waters. And whether you were lame or not, the first one in, that's the one that got healed. Okay. I'm excited. I want to say being accountable is a phenomenal thing. I think we've enemy has deceived us so long in the church and we're doing it wonderfully in Justin but we can do more yeah. yes while you're coming forward okay so I do want to say this you know God is holy God is merciful and gracious but Satan is not and as God sees, He sees. And I want to I say to you, if you know you're not walking in the way of God considering this, I want to warn you that Satan will pull a file on you, which means you will come for you. He will come for you. And this is not fear talk. His mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. He has no other objective you cannot turn around and say, oh, I'm going to change my heart today. His inherent nature is to hate you and to take you out of everything that God has put in your life. If you know it's not there, 
then for that fact alone, run. Run to the Lord. Because He will come for you. All right? Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to um, encourage those. Like sometimes coming to the front is seen like a bad thing. You know, like people are embarrassed. And I just felt like it's something that I, I won't got break in our church. Because I think of my son, like when he messes up. Um, like when he messes up and he comes to me, he's come, I'm so sorry. Like I messed up in this way. I don't go and say, oh, man, you, you know, it's like it, it, it makes me so proud. So proud, and, and so yeah, I just want to encourage you, man. Like, don't be embarrassed to come here. Don't be embarrassed to stand forward and say, like, Lord, do something in my heart. If you come every Sunday, every Sunday of your life, you come forward. It's because you're saying, God, have your glory in my life. Come and take more of my heart. Come take more of my life. Do more deeper work. So I just want to encourage you, like, even if you even if you think like maybe it's not me, just come. If there's any inkling, come and say, Lord, I. I May or may not be me. Come to the front. Thanks, Donna. Me and Anel, we've had a spoke in the week, so we busy trusting God to add in more accountabilities for our marriage. And I mean, we stood through many years of church plant, church lead, heavy things, and suddenly we feel the Lord saying, we need more accountability. So what are we going to do? We need to obey, otherwise we're going to be robbed. doesn't matter who we are. We miss this inclination and this prompting of the Lord is because He sees you're going to be robbed. So we're already praying, saying, show us, help us. Okay. So Lord, we want to say thank you. So easy saying you're a loving God because He just died on the cross. Well, He died on the cross. But you love Him because beyond that, you gave us certain ways. You revealed it and you gave your spirit to remind us of it to convict us of us, to convince us that this is the way of life. Go and walk in it. This morning, we want to open our hearts and say, Lord, where we could not see or where we willfully did not walk in healthy accountability, we want to say we're sorry. We're sorry. But now come and help us. We are willing. We want to know who, Lord. We want to know when. We want to know where. We want to walk in your ways. And I pray for these people with me and now as well. As we are in the process saying, show us, Lord. We want to obey the Lord. Come show, Lord. So that we can be there in the secret place. Concerning walking with the Lord. There where you are to be found. There we are known and seen. I pray, God, that you will connect all of these brothers and sisters with the right people. People who are who have walked in what they are going to keep us accountable. People who have authority in it. But above all, the people you have chosen. Like you've chosen David among, among many, because you saw his heart. We trust for a Jesus. We trust for a breaking forth of greater accountability in this church. In this church. And even where people are now grappling with it, where, where flesh and carnality and reasoning has got the better of them this morning. I said, Lord, don't continue to stand at the door and knock. Knock, Lord, till they open up their marriages. Knock till they open up their finances and their spiritual world so that you can come in and dine with them. In Jesus' name. Amen.